0: Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. I got to tell you something, people. I just recorded an hour before this, and it was so funny. I posted something this morning about how I think Donald Trump never wanted to be president. It was a satire. It was saying how, you know, things he did, you know, he thought there's so many people that he wasn't going to become president. Now he's going crazy with the stuff that happened last night with the speech. I said I compared him to Ron Livingston's character in Office Space, where every time he did something crazy, the more popular it became. And what's amazing is when you just post something that's a joke, when you sit there and you go back and you check after an hour interview with someone, I check my Facebook, and people are going crazy, people are arguing with each other. It just just makes me laugh so much. That's what's funny about social media. You can't even joke anymore because people go nuts. Anyway, we have a we have a great show. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of this guy. I, I love him on the shield. He's worked in so much stuff. He's a uh, I believe he's a uh, a rock tra- rock hawk J <laughs> Hawk. My guess is Jay Carnes. How you doing, Jay?
1: I'm very good. How are you, Steve?
0: Good. Now, are are you uh, very active in social media?
1: Not really. I I have a Twitter account, and uh, sometimes if somebody tweets at me, I'll I'll respond usually. Uh, it's usually, you know, a, a a a fan or something like that, and I'll, I'll I'll tweet them back, but I don't I don't really post stuff on my own much.
0: That's good. Well, it's just funny. I do it joking around. It's just so funny how people just go crazy. Sometimes you go, oh my god, just relax. We're just we're having fun. <laughs> so so now now I know you you're originally from Nebraska.
1: That's, That's right. right. Well, you've done your homework, haven't you?
0: Uh, yeah, you're, you're, and I know you went to uh, Kansas. But now, when, when you were a kid, did you always want to act? I mean, as a kid, because you're a tall guy, and you seem like you might have been a hoop player. You might have played some ball.
1: No, I'm from Nebraska. It was football. Okay. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a corn husker uh, before everything else. And um, I didn't always know that I wanted to be an actor. I, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, which was deeply delusional on my part. And at some point in college, the idea of spending three years in a law library, um, I think the full weight of that finally hit me. I did a little Shakespeare festival um, one summer, and there were a couple of equity actors there who made, you know, $20,000 a year or, or something like that traveling around to Shakespeare festivals. And I thought, oh, my God, that I could do that. What a what a nice, gentle life. So I think I was uh, 23 or 24, and I, I never looked back. I, I, at that point, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor, and, and that's what I've done ever since.
0: Why did you choose Kansas instead of Nebraska? Wouldn't it be anyone who's from Omaha, like you're, or did you just want to get out of the area? Because I would think it's, you know, Nebraska, and I'm, I'm a college football fan. I mean, there have always been such a legendary team, and the whole city must get consumed. It's like if you go up to Penn State. The whole city gets consumed. Is there a reason why you didn't go to Nebraska? Um, yeah. I,
1: my, my parents moved to uh, Kansas City when I was 16. And I, uh, I lived with my grandmother for my final two years of high school. And it just continued up there uh, in Omaha. And so by the time I was uh, getting ready to graduate from high school, I was really homesick. So uh, I I went to a school that was really close to my uh, my family, which uh, is sort of the opposite of what most high school students are trying to do. I I literally went away to college to be closer to my family.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I mean, we always sit there. It's like I went to school an hour from my uh, home, and, I, I, we, and a lot of people will go home on weekends. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out here. You know, it's, I'm, I'm an adult down here. I have to go home and stay in my parents. You know, the one bedroom.
1: Yeah, no, exactly,
0: exactly. So now you sit there, you decide you want to be an actor, and that's what your goal is, and you're going to follow this career, and you haven't looked back. What steps do you take to start doing that? And you said also you're 23 or 24, so that's, you know, that's your, you're at a young age, your future's wide open. How did you get involved into the plays and getting out into the theater?
1: yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, a very long story. Interestingly, and uh, it, you you say that I was young, and yet, being 23 or 24 in college, I felt ancient. Okay. Uh, like I was actually getting a really late start on this. That that a lot of my peers had figured out uh, what they wanted to do a couple of years before. So I kind of felt like uh, like I was behind the game, and I, I, I thought it never occurred to me to go into, you know, to try and be a, a, a TV star or a movie star or anything like that. That just seemed completely impossible. Uh, what I wanted to do was just travel around to these little regional theaters and uh, work on the classics. And I, I did that for a while, um, you know, just trying to get auditions at, uh, um, my first job was the Nebraska Shakespeare Festival and then I got a job and, an, and my equity card, which is the Stage Actors Union at uh, the Missouri Rep in Kansas City, and uh, just gradually started, um, you know, expanding my base. My final year in school, I won an acting competition um, named for uh, Irene Ryan, okay, who played Granny yes. on the Beverly Hillbillies. She endowed, she took some money, and she endowed... Uh, 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 She created an endowment for uh, young actors, a scholarship money, and uh, it it took me to the Kennedy Center in Washington, and uh, a little playwriting retreat in Virginia. Not long after that, and um, at that playwriting retreat, I met uh, Sean Ryan, okay, who uh, was moving out to Los Angeles, and uh, I'd met a bunch of LA casting directors at the Kennedy Center, and they said, "Come to Los Angeles." So. We were both moving out to Los Angeles Angeles at the same time, and we were literally, for a while, the only people that uh, the other one knew in L.A.
0: So when you moved out here, I always ask, where was the first place you moved? Because coming from, you know, the Midwest, and even when I came from the East Coast, L.A. is a lot different. You don't know where you live. You know, you don't know what area is what. You sit there and you go, oh, this looks like a nice area. Then you see graffiti and you go, oh, this isn't that nice. Where was the first place you lived?
1: I lived uh, mid Wilshire, okay, between uh, La Brea and Fairfax, like one street north of La Brea. I think, I think it's Orange Street, uh, which you know, not a bad, not a bad place to start. And then not long after that, uh, I moved in with Sean in a little uh, studio apartment in Beechwood Canyon, okay. Which eventually, by the way, we shared with three other guys. So there were for a brief time, <laughs> there were five guys living in a studio apartment in Beachwood Canyon, which, you know, it sounds like a nightmare, but actually looking back on it, we had we had an awful lot
0: of fun. So you get out here and your your background is theater. Now, yeah. where what do you start to do when you get out here? Now, are you is it in your mind, I'm going to go TV now? Or are you still thinking, I might do some theater in L.A.? I mean, because, you know, L.A. is not known as a huge theater town and that's your background. And I'm guessing Sean started running for TV then. And yes. So, so yes. what was what was your plan of action? What did you think you were going to start doing right away? And how did well, that turn out?
1: It's a sad story, actually, because um, I got out there and I, I I I knew all these casting directors who I'd met at the Irene Ryan's in Washington, and they were like, "Come to L.A., you know, we'll hook you up with an agent." And I went and I met with these people, and I met with some agents, and um, whatever they were looking for in L.A. in the early 90s. It, it definitely wasn't me in my 20s. And I I still remember I had a meeting with an actor, or I'm sorry, with, a, with an agent, who said to me, look, here's what you need to do. You need to go back to the regional theater, bum around, you know, do shows until you're 31, 32. Then come back to L.A. And you know, I, I, at the time I, it didn't seem like great advice and it was very, very disappointing, but he was absolutely right. I, I couldn't get arrested. So I went back, I, I started doing theater again. I traveled around. I was in the company at Ashland for three years. And by the time I got, when I got back to LA, I was 33 and suddenly it didn't matter how I looked. It was like, well, can he play a cop? Can he play a lawyer? Can he play a doctor? All those things that, 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 you want in a TV guest star, and uh, I started working.
0: Now, were you a, were you a young looking guy when you came out here? Like, I mean, too young to get those parts of a. Of now, a it lure? wasn't.
1: No, it wasn't that I looked young. In fact, I felt old. I, I got to L.A. when I was twenty five, and uh, you know, obviously looking back, that's absurdly young. But it, at the time, it felt like, oh my god, I'm I'm so old. But uh, no, I mean, I'm a I'm a tall guy, as you pointed out uh, earlier. I've got big features. I have big lips. I've got a big nose. On stage, I was the leading man. You know, I played in my, in my twenties and early thirties, I played a leading man. And, um, you put a camera on that and it's like, well, it's not like he's an unattractive guy, but he's certainly not, you know, TV or movie attractive. So people just didn't know what to do with me. Casting directors didn't, didn't know where to put me. And then when I came back, um, I just looked like a, 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 a an everyman kind of guy who who could play those uh, those utility roles, and I was just fortunate enough. I mean, I I got back to L.A. I I guess my final season at Ashland was ninety six, and I got back. I started doing small roles in TV, you know, co stars, and uh, then I started. I moved up to guest stars, and my first series regular job, which was two thousand one was The Shield. Okay. So I, I really, really got got very, very lucky.
0: Well, when you when you came back out and you started booking those, you know, just said, the guest star jobs, was it different for you being in front of a camera and acting? And I always think, you know, when you had a, a very long stage career, you know, that's every night you're giving it its all for, you know, however long, but when you do tv you're giving it this all for a few minutes what was your transition like and in your first gig were you a little bit nervous because you weren't used to being in front of the camera
1: <laughs> someplace there was a pilot it was my first my first tv job um that uh it was a show called the doyles that that joe stern was producing and i I worked with Joe Stern and his uh, theater company, the, the Matrix Theater Company, and he was kind enough to you know, give me a small part on this pilot that he's working on. And I saw it, and they, it's sort of difficult to explain. Basically, they had me in a three-shot, and it's a conversation between the two main characters, but I'm in the shot. And it was a pilot. There wasn't a lot of money behind it. It didn't get picked up. But the, the, the key to the story is they had to use the shot of me. And basically, it's me. Every time you see me in the, in the shot, as you go back and forth between the two characters, I'm doing something different with my hands. I'm doing something different with my arms. I, have, I clearly have no concept of, of uh, film continuity, I, that I had to do the same thing every take. I'm doing something different every take. You follow what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you just, you, you, you really don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's, it's horrible. Um, and I, 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 it's a learning curve, especially coming coming from the stage. And, and where I went to school, they didn't really train us to uh, work in front of a camera. And it's it's not like, I always say, it's not like you're going from being um, an architect to being a lion tamer. But it's like you're going from an architect to being an engineer, the maths are the same, but a lot of the skills are different. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's something. I mean, you're doing you're in a different arena. It would be like a pro football player going from playing NFL to like arena football. It's yes, a it's a yes, different or, it's a different setup. yeah.
1: No, exactly. The rules are different. Some of the skills are the same.
0: Now you started working, but you you were on some good shows in the beginning of your career. I mean, you know, guest star in Chicago Hope, Ally McBeal. I mean, that must have been good that you were getting even Frasier, you were getting cast in stuff that was popular, so it has to give you some confidence saying, Hey, you know what? I'm not getting cast in these lamer shows, I'm getting cast in very good shows.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh it was very encouraging, as as Ruth Gordon famously said. Uh yeah, I I mean I I got on that track pretty quickly, which which was nice. I I got a manager and uh, started started booking those shows and did some some quirky work on 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 a couple of those things and got to see some some really good people uh, acting in front of a camera. and, And of course, tried to soak up as much of that as I could.
0: Now, you're on an episode of Cold Case. Yes. Now, what I'm trying. What episode was it? Because I, I I grew up near Philadelphia, and I was always, always love when I watched that show. Because one time they had a show that took place in my hometown, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Do you remember the show? And were you the old guy or the young guy? And did you die or did you kill somebody?
1: I did not uh, die. I was I was the guy who comes in and wants the case um, reexamined. So I guess that makes me the old guy. Um, but it was a very it was a really great episode. The sky. Um, was taking advantage of the fact that in California um, men could marry and he was going to get married and he wanted, there was this stigma from his past that he'd been accused of killing his lover back in the 80s and um, he wanted, before he got married, he wanted this to be um, uh, expunged, right? So that everybody knew he didn't, he didn't do it. So he went to the police and said, listen, is it possible we could reinvestigate this and not only clear my name, but find out who really did this, and they, and they do, of course. And then at the end of the episode, you have my character having his um, his big gay wedding, which is uh, and at that time, you know, it was it was still a little bit controversial. So it was it was nice to be able to do that um, and uh, and sort of get that out there back then.
0: Now you're working, and then you said the shield comes up now. Now, you had, had you stayed in touch with Sean? I mean, was it, did he help you get the audition? And was it weird, you know, auditioning for a good friend? Because I think it's like, you know, we all want to see our friends do well, but it must be weird when all of a sudden it's sort of like he's your boss.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I, you know, I never, I never, Sean and I have a relationship. I mean, I would never think of him as my boss exactly. And, and yeah, we stayed in touch. I mean, he was the best man at my wedding. I was the best man at his wedding. It, I mean, we're we're very very good friends, um, but it was the oddest thing going into audition for him, um, you know. I, and and just as you say, you want to do a good job, but you remember this was this was his first thing too. He he was working as uh, uh, he was a staff writer on Nash Bridges. He was a staff writer on Angel, but this was. Like, he'd been jumped up from, from lieutenant colonel to five-star general. He was going to run the show, and it was his ass on the line. And And he called me in and, and said, you know, look at this character. And so when I went in with uh, uh, Scott Brazil sitting in the room, um, uh, Clark Johnson, who I, neither of which I knew except by reputation at that point. And so, of course, you know, I, I mean, the feeling of, of wanting to do a, not, a a good job and and not make um, Sean look bad because it was like oh here's my friend coming in, um, but uh, fortunately the audition went well and 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 Clark and and Scott liked me so they uh, they took took me to the network to to test but yeah no you're absolutely right it was it was it was much harder than than other auditions and I've I've auditioned for Sean. Uh, a couple of times since and it's always it's always much worse than than having uh, an audition with somebody that you don't know or just know professionally
0: now when you went to that audition in front of the network what was going through your Because you know i always you know you hear people sit there and go you know i think you have to come up with your that you know how much money you'll make if you get the show and that always is sort of like dangling a carrot to me. It's like, come on, what's it like when you're sitting there going, and you know, you've been doing these guest stars, and you don't know if the show's going to take off, and it did, and it was a great show. But what's it like when you're sitting there going, wow, you know, this could this could change change my life? Yeah, I, you know,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose uh, people have different reactions in in um, network tests, but at that time. By that point I was so locked in to those scenes that I was doing um that all, all of those things kind of leave your head and you just concentrate on on the work it's before and especially after that you start thinking oh man if if I got this if it got picked up um it's so good it could it could change my life it, it you know that that's when you think about all those things but when you're there it's kind of like Fortunately, you're nervous and you're thinking about you're thinking about the work. You think about what you've got to do and 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 the beats you've got to hit and trying to inhabit that character, which takes your mind off of the fact that, you know, if you get this, it's going to mean more money than you've ever made in your life and blah blah blah.
0: So you you get it. You get the role. You got to be ecstatic. Now, what are you expecting from the show? Because FX was very new at the time. It was a uh, it was I mean, and it was a very different show when you think about it. I mean, Sean is very innovative. I mean, you know, Vic Mackey, that, that character, you know, it was one of the bad guys that you like. I mean, what is it like for you coming on to the show? Did you think it was going to have a long run? Or were you just like, I'm just going to do the work and what happens, happens? Well, you have to remember
1: that that this was my first thing, really. I mean, um, I've done a lot of guest stars, as you pointed out. But, but you know, the old saying about a guest star is that they're neither. You right. heard that? A guest, nor a <laughs> yeah. star. And uh, it's true. You come in, you, you're not sort of part of the group, you don't really know what's going on, you do your thing, you try to do the best you can, you do what they ask you to do, and then you go home. Um, whereas with this, you very quickly become part of a family. But I'd never had that experience before, except in the theater, and it's very different. Um and and I don't mean just the work. I mean the whole the whole thing in LA and and, and press and and uh, all, all the people, the crew, everything. It's all different. So I came in not really expecting anything. I didn't know what to expect. This was this was completely new for me. So all those things that made it unique as a project, you know, the fact that it was for FX, which had never developed anything like this before, the fact that it that that the network put they were all in. With this, they they pushed all their chips into the middle and said, "This is going to be a success, or or we're we're out." You know, we're back to running Buffy reruns for for the next decade. Um, all of that stuff was really lost on me. I I, I showed up, I, I did the work, I I kind of experienced the whole thing, and and it was it was wonderful. But it wasn't until I don't know two or three years in that that I had any kind of perspective on what a unique experience it was to do the pilot the closest i got to experiencing that was was talking to michael who who had been through all of this before and uh and and how what a unique unique experience it was um and uh so yeah
0: now what do you think of your character because because you got picked on a little bit i mean is it, it, it did you like playing that character? I mean, because it, it was a good character, but in the beginning, it's like anything. You know, certain TV shows, they have the guy. They they pick on a little bit and stuff like that. And and were you sitting there going, thinking to Sean, hey, man, you should have given me a badass role.
1: <laughs> you know, no, I, I really wasn't. Um, I... My feeling with it... I, I loved playing that character. I mean, I really, really loved it. And... Um, I... I, there were some things that that that, that happened to him that, that bothered me um but uh by and large i i felt that they did a terrific job as you said there is that sort of character in a lot of shows and i thought they really did a a terrific job the writers of making that character particularly interesting that that yes uh he was often the butt of um the jokes of others but at times he was also, um, the guy that you wanted to go to to get whatever the crime of the week solved was, uh, and um, no, I, I just thought I thought the writing was so good that, that he never became any in any way a uh, a cliche or a caricature.
0: No, oh, no, not at all. Now, what was it like for you as the as the show starts picking up momentum, and becoming popular, and now all of a sudden it is your first. As you said, show, we, we, you're starring and guest starring, I mean, you know, well in the stars. What's it like when people start recognizing you? Because it had an audience that people were very into that show. I mean, I used to sit here and watch it. I, In my old cable, FX, I could watch, I would get an East Coast feed. So I would get home, I would make sure I was in front of the TV at 7. And was, of course, it was before everyone was spoiling stuff on the internet. Uh, but I could just watch it. What was it like when people started recognizing you? Do you remember like the first time someone just came up to you and was like, hey, you're Dutch? Uh,
1: I don't remember the first time, but I do remember being in um, Greenblatt's Deli on Sunset. You know that deli?
0: Yeah, right next to the Laugh Factory.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Sitting down there and, and a couple of people, you know, somebody walked by and said, and you were on The Shield and and it was such a an unusual experience for me. Uh yeah, no, I, I have to say I, I I still find that a little uh, thrilling's the wrong word, but fun. It's kind of fun to, to have somebody go, "Oh, hey, I um, Dutch, right? I really I really liked you on that show or I thought that was a great show or something like that." It it uh you know, it's a it's a it's a lovely thing. It's a nice feeling. I asked um Glenn Close, who obviously, you know, a uh, a legend, um whether that ever gets old, and she said, and, and of course you know she she gets it probably every day, right and she said, no, no, it really doesn't it's always it's always lovely. it's always a little a little uh, a little joy to have someone say that they uh, they enjoyed your work.
0: Now how great of is it, is it an actor? as you said, it's becoming a family the, the show is popular. I mean, it must be just so great to go to work and also to see that you know both you and Sean. You guys came out here, lived five in a studio. I mean, it must, it must have been just such a f- great feeling to see both of you really succeeding.
1: Well, I didn't mention one of, the other, one of those other guys in the studio was Dave Snell, who played Ronnie Gardaki. Right. So, I mean, it was actually it was the three of us at some point. And I, I'm trying to – there were other people who, who guest starred at various points – um, this apartment that, that Sean Sean was on the lease, but it, it kind of became legendary back then in that oh God, over the course of the five years that he lived there, I would say 30, 40 people spent at least a few <laughs> nights there. You know it was, the, it was the crash pad for actors in LA for you know, you want to sleep at a corner on a futon, you're in town for a few nights, you got an audition, something like that. People would, people would do that. Sean was always uh, willing to put, uh, put people up. Um, and a lot of those people, I don't know, maybe not a lot, but a number of those people eventually did guest stars on, on Sean's various shows. Yeah. But no, it was fantastic, Steve. It was fantastic to, to, to have this. I mean, it, it was almost an incomprehensible sort of thing. that We always talked. We were down, um, do you know Beachwood Canyon? Yeah. So uh, you're going up Beachwood, you're going north toward the Hollywood sign. There's a red brick building on the um, west side, re- cl- re- really close to Franklin.
0: Okay, because my, my, my friend used to live on Charamoya.
1: Okay, yeah. So you know basically where – well, the, there, that's where the apartment was, not in the red brick building but next to it. And um, we always talked about, you know, someday moving up the canyon, getting, getting a little further up and, and, you know, someplace with a pool. Um, and eventually, metaphorically at least, we all kind of moved further up the canyon.
0: See, that's, that's awesome though. So now I got to ask you something about Dutch also. There was a point where they were making Dutch, they were showing his dark side. And I still remember when you killed a cat. I don't recall that, Steve. No, you did. You, you, it was, there was a cat in the alley.
1: I don't, I think I'd remember something
0: like I, that. I swear to God that I must have dreamed it. Cause I remember, yeah, you must no, have. Dutch, no, of course,
1: yes. The Duchess Dark Side. I, I I will say this. I, as far as Killing the Cat, I, I, at the time, I was very concerned about where they were going to take that, the writers. And ultimately, looking at it now as a completed thing, the fact that he did that and it became I think to him and, and this is certainly the way I played it that was in season three uh, it became a kind of like dark secret for him a thing that he was deeply ashamed of that he just sort of pushed down probably pained him whenever he thought about it uh, but that it, it wasn't I mean obviously something like that's very complicated and and uh, <laughs> but but that that it it wasn't what I think a lot of people, and including me, thought that it might be. Which is, oh my God, they're not gonna—they're not gonna turn Dutch into a serial killer, are they?
0: Well, see, that's which, what you're—that's what you're thinking when you're watching it. You're going—you're going, wait a second, something's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and it didn't, and—and that's—that's one of the things that I—I I think ultimately, I—I uh, I, I don't like the idea of of Dutch as a serial killer. No. Uh, Kurt Sutter pitched it kind of hard, from what I understand, and he he said to me when he when I did Sons of Anarchy, he said, "Okay, imagine if Dutch went completely insane. That's who this character is, <laughs> just with a really good mask of sanity."
0: So so you're working on the shield, and it's the, the show's going along. I mean, now are you sitting at at some point going, "This is going to have to end" because it's just the way TV is? And did that make you sad? Because I'm sure you your whole the whole crew and the cast and your friends were good friends with, you know, some of the cast before you started and they became friends with after. As an actor, what goes through your mind, like, you know, thinking this is such a great piece of work, Is do you get a little scared?
1: Um, well, of course. I mean, actors, as soon as The Shield ended, I knew for an absolute fact that I was never going to work again. As, as every actor always thinks in that situation uh, I've, I've said many times that that what I would have really loved is the day we finished the shield, we all took a week off and we came back same crew same actors everything doing a completely different show where we were all playing all the same actors were playing different characters with the same crew in the same stage um, because we we really did become a kind of uh, a kind of family and and that that group of people got on very well together too, which was which was nice. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, drama behind the scenes of the shield. So yeah, no, it was it was sad. Looking back on it, though, uh, it's a complete thing, and I'm I'm very proud of it as as a as a seven season arc, as a as a long story, a a, a long kind of movie, really. And uh, I wouldn't, I don't, in other words, I don't think you could bring it back, nor would you want to. You know what I mean? I, I, I know people recently were talking about a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, and I, uh, it just feels to me like, in, in, in some ways, that story's finished. The, the very fact that we're wondering where Vic Mackey is right now is the end of the story. Right. Right? That, in other words, I don't want to know where Vic Mackey is. Yeah, yeah that that, that, that always, always happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I that's like know.
0: yeah you sit there and go wait a second man it's like w- that's the part when they leave you hanging but it's a good hanging. Like I always say I hate when you watch a show and they don't know it's going to go off the air and it gets canceled. Then you never know what happened if that couple got married or whatever. But this it was designed like that. It was the way it was designed and it's perfect because you're right. We don't really we don't I don't want to find out Dick Mackey's dead. I want to find out this this way, I go, okay, he's out there.
1: Yeah. No, I could completely agree with you, Steve. He's, it's all kinds. Of, I mean, you could ask every Shield fan, what's Vic Mackey doing now? And you'd get a different answer.
0: Now, what's it like, though, when you finally, after those years, you, you get up and you're used to going, I mean, I know you have your time off, but you get up and you're used to going to the, the studio. What's it like when all of a sudden you sit there and go, wait a second. I mean, were you sitting there going, I want to take some free time? Or did you say, I want to, st- I want to get back to work as soon as it's, it's, I'm still hot? No, it was horrible.
1: It, it was horrible. Only in that you say, I've got free time. I, I, I did it. We, we worked for five months out of the year. So the rest of the time, the rest of the, the month, is uh, the, the year is free. So that's a, that's a lot of free time to begin with. And then during those five months, I, we, we would shoot an episode in seven days. And in those seven days, if it was a really Dutch-heavy episode, you know, I, I might work all of those days. But for an average episode, I worked four days. So that's a lot of free time within those five months. So it wasn't like I was exhausted and, and, and waiting, for a bunch of free, waiting for a lot of time off. Um, no, I, I mean, the... The idea of uh, that the life of a a series regular who uh, is a supporting character like like Dutch is is pretty nice you get to do interesting work we had fantastic writers so um, you get you get really great golden stuff to play and it's not terribly taxing and there's time to to work on the on the material and 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 talk to uh, uh, the people that you're that are writing and that you're working with—it's uh, it's a lovely thing. It's it, and and uh, when it ended, I was I was very sad.
0: Now, when you move on, do you sit there and have an idea what kind of character you want to play now? Because you played Dutch, you played the the detective. You know, you said he was the go-to guy. He stopped a lot of crimes, but he was also the butt of the jokes. Do you sit there and see where you think you want to take your next role, or you just sit there and think? I'll take what looks interesting to me, like, basically, not what I can get, but something that looks like it'll be a good role and see if I can grow with it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you're, I think you're putting a little too much... Um, so, as The Shield was ending, the, the final season, just, just before, I did um, Sons of Anarchy with with Kurt, and and that's a really good example of the sort of thing that, that happens to me, which is somebody decides, oh, I've got this idea, and I know who could do it. And so that person calls me and says, hey, I've got this thing. Well, it's Kurt Sutter. You know it's going to be interesting. You know it's going to be good. And so I'm excited about doing that. But it's not as though then I've got – a lot of say in what that character is. I mean, and, and how to play it. Certainly, and 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 Kurt and I have a really great give and take kind of relationship. But it's it's like I'm I'm hoping that somebody will say, oh, you know what, Jay could do this or or something like that. Some a, a really good kind of writer showrunner, and and that happens sometimes. And I'm 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 fortunate that that I get those calls. Um, but it's not it's not like I'm. Sort of reading scripts and picking what I'm going to want to do okay. it, it's not like that I think I think there are actors who have that sort of choice, uh, but i am I'm not one of them
0: well the thing is though it's like as you said you know you were in Sun Samanaki, which has also a very loyal following and it seems like you were going to the shows you end up going to burn notice too, which is another show I mean as an actor, you must sit there and go, this is really great that you're getting these roles that they have these shows are shows that have fans that are, are watch it because of the content, not people that will sit there and put it on a TV because it's background filter or they'll watch, you know, a crappy show. As an actor, that must be a great feeling to go from the shield. Then you're in Sons of Anarchy. Then you're on uh, Burn Notice. I mean, that must make you feel great as an actor.
1: It was it was nice, and and Burn Notice is another example of exactly what I'm talking about. A, a, a showrunner who Matt Matt Nix in this case brilliant guy, great writer. Uh has a character and and thinks and and the character exists in his mind and he thinks, "Oh, you know who would be great for this is is Jay Carnes. Let's let's see if we can get him." Um but it's not as though, you know, it's not as though I read the script and decided I wanted to do it and contacted him. He he contacted me. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 lovely uh, that that those sort of things happen, but it's not, it's not like I get to pick and choose.
0: Now, as you're doing all this TV, are you doing any stage at all, or are you missing stage? Or I mean, because, you know, that was such a big part of, of your life, and as you said, you know, you did it for a long time. You left Hollywood to go back to be on stage, and that helped you get your chops, and, you know, as you said, when you came back, you did a lot of work. Were you doing any stage at time, or you just didn't have the time to do it?
1: I, I, did, uh, I did a Julius Caesar a few years back, and I, I did a couple of shows uh, during that time. But uh, I had my wife and I had uh, children, and so most of my downtime was taken up uh, with that, with, with raising kids. And the thing is, the, the theater, as wonderful as it is, um, and it's, it's an actor's medium, I, I, I love it more than TV or, or film, um, it takes up a lot of time, and, and to do regional theater in the United States, you have to travel, and you've got to be gone for, you know, you've got to be at, at the Denver Center for 10 weeks, or, or the Milwaukee Rep for two months, or, or, or whatever, and I, at this point, I'm just not prepared to be away from my kids for that long. Right. But I think as soon as they um, uh, go to a college or, or whatever they uh, elect to do, um, that I think I'll get back into that because that's that's really that's really what I love, and uh, I may have I may have missed like a, a, a chunk of um, the middle the middle roles. Like I probably uh, well I'll definitely never play um, Hamlet. But hey, maybe you know maybe there's a Prospero, a Pro- the Prosperos and Lear's are still out there right. for me uh, in in a, in a few years. So, so that's that's my that's my plan.
0: So as you're, you're as you're working actor, and you've worked for a long time. When you're doing guest stars, you say the guest stars. Is it different? Like do you do a guest star spot where people have sat there and been a fan of the Shield, and do people look at you differently because you were on that hit show? I mean. Is it is it a different camaraderie, or and do you ever run into people that you've really wanted to act with that you get to do a guest spot on their shows? Yes, absolutely. I I don't
1: know, you know, I don't know that I would say it's a, a different sort of camaraderie. There's there's so much going on in, it, when when there's so much at stake for people who are directly involved with the show, who are the 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 writers, the 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 showrunner, obviously, and and the actors whose faces are out there, and they're they're very concerned about, okay, is this person right for this role? Are they able to do the work that we need today? They're not so terribly concerned with, you know, your Golden Globe winning drama from 10 years ago. Um, so it's it's like, oh, yeah, I love The Shield, maybe, but let's get to the work of today. And um, I, I have, though, had the, I, I got to uh, do, a, I did a house with with Hugh Laurie, and just being able to uh, watch him work and 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 pester him about—I'm a huge fan of a bit of Brian and Laurie and and all, all of that, uh, the, the James and Wooster, all the stuff he he did uh, before coming coming to L.A. and uh, being able to pester him about that and ask him questions was was a lot of fun. And that sort of stuff does come up, and it's it's uh, it's terrific to to be able to work with with people that you. You have admired from afar.
0: Now, there's I'm, something. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, you tell me. Oh, I've forgotten this.
0: Oh, come on, you did not. <laughs> there's something about that's you said. There's something about.
1: Yeah. Um. There's something. It's it's funny because, a lot of times in in our industry, um, you are placed in a position where you have to at least tell a half truth about someone's work something maybe you didn't like that you've got to say that you did, or at least not explain how you really felt about it, uh, just out of politeness. But there is a thing where when you get to meet someone and talk to them, someone who's done something that you really love and really want to talk about, it, it's just such a joy. And and going around as a, as a, a guest star from... from on different shows you have the opportunity to do that i i've been um i've worked with a number of people from the west wing o- over the last i don't know 15 years or so and and just one like one by one every every year every couple of years oh you were on and and getting to just say listen i thought you were wonderful and and um i love the show and this is the episode and and they maybe engage you a little bit about about this or that, and uh, it's just that's just a, a a sweet little perk of uh, of this job.
0: Was well, I looked through your credits and uh, CSI? Yeah. Now, did you play Dutch again?
1: <laughs> so I that was a very odd, odd experience. But that guy, that guy's called um, I A. Wagenbach or something like that. It's definitely Wagenbach, although they never say Dutch or Wagenbach or the name at all in the show. And I guess the writer, so they cast me and uh, called me up and said, we'd like you to do this thing. And I was like, okay, sure. I, I go in. And the writer kind of saddles up and says, I really loved you on the shield. I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. And, and what, so what are you thinking about this? And, and I, I can see he's trying... He's got some sort of agenda. And I, I said, well, I, I mean, what do you want? He said, well, I'd kind of like you to play him just like Dutch. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever you want. He said, in fact, I'd kind of like him to be Dutch. <laughs> Which was sort of an odd thing. And apparently they called Sean Ryan and asked if it would be all right if uh, they used this character. Now... The only way you'd know that is if you looked in the credits or you looked on the on IMDb, because it, nothing in the show ever references it. Um, in fact, at one point, the script supervisor came up to me and said, um, how do you think you would say this? You think it's Wagon Batch or Wagon Bach? <laughs> and I said, I'm pretty sure it's Wagon Bach. Well, when- um, so that was, an odd, that was an odd thing, yeah. Well, what's then, funny is
0: two of them you're listed as Wagenbach and one you're uh, listed as uh, Schultz. And all I can think of is this Dutch Schultz, the, uh, the mobster.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they had an idea that maybe they were going to go a little further with that or not. But the, the final time I showed up, and I think I was still an AI uh, investigator, um, yeah, the Wagenbach thing had completely gone away. And since, of course, it's never mentioned in the script, I, th- I think they didn't feel they were married to it at
0: all. Now, as I look at your credits last resort, you were just a voice is that
1: no um i I was actually on it uh i did i was a voice in the pilot and i mean I don't remember we did twelve and i was in at one point i come to the island that was that was my that was my big episode um which was a lot of fun. I, I'd never met Andre Brouwer before. And, and oh, there's an example. So I meet Andre Brouwer and I get to tell him how great I thought he was on Homicide among show. other things. But that, that particularly was inspiring for me um, at, 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 when I was playing Dutch. I mean, I, Sean and I used to watch Homicide together and um, it just that his character was such a great character. And although obviously very different from Dutch, you can also see the sort of similarities. So, uh, it was fun to, to meet him and talk to him about that.
0: Now, is there any actors that you would really like to work with that you haven't? That someone just I mean, because you said you loved Hugh Laurie, and then you know worked with uh, Andre Barr, Is there any actors you sit there and go, God, I would really like to do a a scene with them, even if it was just a short scene? Is there some people that are some of your personal favorites, and it could be from you know over like five from over the times.
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of of actors that that fit into that category. Um, My favorite actor right now is uh, Mark Rylance. I I just think his work is is amazing. Um, And uh, not just on film, on stage. His Richard II was... His Richard II was so good, it was a performance where you thought, why haven't why don't wh- all these years uh, why haven't we always been playing richard Second just like that I, it, it was it's like a revelation of how did we miss this it's so obvious and so different from what had come before i i just i, I just think he's a a, a a marvelous marvelous actor but no i mean there there are dozens of of actors whose work i i really admire and and would uh, would love to
0: work with. Now, when you're on gang-related, which is a show that I believe it lasted one season.
1: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: And I enjoyed that show. I was I, that's one of those shows I was pissed at when, when it went off. I was like, you know, sometimes you're looking through, you know, the paper or you're online, you see what shows are canceled, and some you go, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And, that, and there's some that just get you a little irritated. You're like, what happened? What was it like to then be working on a on a series again with Catherine, who you worked on with the Shield? What is it like when you run into someone? Who you've worked with before? Is it just like wow? Well,
1: um, I, my wife did uh, Justified with with Walton, and um, she came on the set, and, and he said, uh, and I wasn't there, but she she told me the story. She said, he said, ah, this is family, and and that's how it feels when you when you run into an old. Uh, we were through the wars together, um, the the Shield folks, and, and it really does feel. Comfortable and and like family. There is a danger, and Catherine and I talked about this. Of you don't want to fall into the rhythms of your characters on the shield, which is not a is 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 not as easy as it probably sounds. But but uh, you know, Catherine and I doing scenes together, we definitely don't want to have any kind of Danny Dutch quality to it. Um, yeah, I was pissed when Gang Related was canceled as well. That's uh, Scott Rosenbaum, who was. Uh, a shield writer.
0: Now, what's it like when the show that you think is good, and as far as I know, people I know who watched it liked it? What's it do as an actor when you sit there? Because it seems like you know the shows you were the shield ended, the shows you were reoccurring on, stuff like that. You know, that's one thing. But what's it like when you're on a show that you think it's got balls? You've worked with the writer before who did it. You, you've worked with Catherine. How does it make you feel? I mean, I know it's. You can't help it because it's whatever the network wants but does it get you irritated sometimes an actor when then you'll sit that and that will get cancelled and then you'll see something else that's very subpar still going what goes through the actor's mind?
1: Uh, you know I, uh, having done this and, and it's, it's interesting because the first series regular job I ever got was The Shield and it went seven seasons so I got mine Right. I got mine right at the front of my career. So when these things get canceled, it's like, oh, God, I really thought maybe that had legs or I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff to it. And uh, um, or maybe it's just finding itself. uh, Scott and I did before uh, Gang Related, we did V. I was on the second season of V and we were very excited about going into the third season. And uh, it didn't happen. And I, I felt like, oh, this show's finding its legs. Um, but you... it's I, I kind of feel like, well, this is, the, this is the business we've chosen. This is this, is this industry. It's really tough. And I, I just don't think there's a lot of money in sitting around and saying, well, that show's not as good as this show. or It's just, look, it was the wrong network at the wrong time. Gang-related, as good as I thought it was, and, and especially its potential... Nobody watched it, and, and so it was hard to complain uh, when it ended, despite the fact that, that I really think if, if that show had been allowed to go a few more seasons, it really, really would have been good. Scott Rosenbaum's just a fantastic writer and, and has some uh, really marvelous uh, ideas and, and thoughts and, and is, is also terrific to work with and for, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I it's, of course it's disappointing, but um, you you move on to the next one and and you you uh, you're thankful that hey um, you're lucky to be working at all.
0: Now twelve monkeys,
1: fun show. A lot of fun. Just got picked up, by the
0: way. It's getting a lot. It gets a lot of heat on the internet. Like, not, I mean, good heat. Like, people talk about it. It seems that one of those, again, one of those followings that is very into Yeah, and those
1: are all really, really sweet people also. Um, uh, Amanda Schull is just absolutely delightful, as is Aaron. Um, it's that, That's a great group. And Terry Metallus is a, is a wonderful writer. I was so pleased that they got picked up for the third season. They killed me. In the second season, I die in my final episode of the final episode that I'm in of that season. But it's a time travel show, Steve. You <laughs> never really die.
0: <laughs> how, how did they kill you? Um,
1: I'm trying to help them get across the uh, Berlin Wall, which is just going up. And they need a diversion. And I, I uh, sacrificed myself to uh, the East German uh, border regards.
0: Now, have you gotten killed other times on screen?
1: yeah, yeah, I have um,
0: what was your best what was your best kill? I always like to hear actors have that just everyone always has a good story about a kill
1: it 's funny i the one that I remember most vividly was uh, the first one was the first time i was uh, ever had squi- I was ever squibbed, and that was chicago hope although i don 't think I actually die. I think I just get shot now that I think about it. Um, Sons of Anarchy, uh, where I, I get sh- uh, um, uh, I get shot in the head, and um, uh, then two characters have sex right next to the body. That was fairly <laughs> memorable.
0: Now, as an actor, what's it like when you're sitting there? You have I mean, did it take one take the headshot, or did it take a few? And is it a long process of cleaning you up after the headshot?
1: Yeah, I, God, you know, I don't remember. I know there was a lot of blood because I actually get shot twice. She shoots me in the stomach and then um, he shoots me in the head and and finishes me off. Uh, and there was a, just a lot of blood. It was uncomfortable and I was in my underwear. Um, and yeah, it took a long time. We that, that scene, the scene that comes right before that was epic. Uh, it was like the whole third act of that episode. So that was a big, a big day. Um, I can't, you know, I can't think of any other time that I've... Burn notice. I got killed on burn notice. Uh, stabbed with a knife, maybe?
0: All right. Well, it's always, it's always, it's always fascinating when you watch it. And you know it's not real, but sometimes the shit just looks so real. You're like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So now now you moved from L.A.? I did. I live in
1: Portland, Oregon now. now how did and I, have for five years.
0: I've heard wonderful things about Portland. I've heard it's a great little city. What made you move to L.A.? What, did you, what made you leave? I know Gregory Harrison was living up in Oregon. Some actors are leaving. What made you go up there?
1: Um, my children. I, I felt it was healthier to, to grow up up here. Uh, rather, and they were getting to that age where they were starting to notice. And I thought, you know, we don't need to have them grow up in LA. Let's let's, uh, let's take them to someplace uh, sane for uh, for their adolescence.
0: Now, how do you how do you get around with the auditions? You do a lot of stuff by tape, or you just get a lot of things offered? I mean, because it must be weird when you're up there. I mean, of course you're established. So just a new starting actor couldn't be in. Portland trying to get on TV. But how does it happen? Do people contact you? And do you you ever have to come down to L.A. to audition?
1: Well, if it's a test, if it's a series regular role, I have to come down to L.A. Um, Most of the work that I do on television is is offers. But I do, um, when I audition, I audition for film. um, And I'll put myself on tape. Uh, And um, if it's uh, something that I'm really excited about, then i'll i'll hop on a plane and and go down to la to to try and meet with the people if they'll if they'll agree to meet with me which sometimes they will and sometimes they won't
0: now since you were on 12 monkeys are you getting any of that uh con action because i know there's the comment like all the conventions are people requesting you for them
1: uh no i haven't i haven't gotten any of that um no, the last time I was at Comic-Con was with Burn Notice of, of all shows. I'm not sure how that's exactly uh, – right. how, how they exactly fit at Comic-Con. But everybody goes to Comic-Con now, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I tell people I used to live when – when it first started out, I lived like three blocks from it in San Diego, right near the convention center. And the convention center was small and nobody went there. And then all of a sudden, that was 20 years ago. Now it's like you can't even get a room anywhere in San Diego that weekend.
1: I just did. Oh, this is a non sequitur, but I just did um, Tyrant.
0: Oh, I love that F- show.
1: FX show. We watched. Not it. a huge role, but I was in Budapest for six weeks Ooh. this spring, so it was just a fantastic. You know, I traveled all over Central Europe. My family came over. It was uh, it was great, and it's, an, it's such an interesting cast: uh, Arabs, Israelis, Arab Israelis. Just the conversations, and I mean, it just just. A fantastic experience, and I hope I didn't die. And then there's there's a there's a possibility that I that I might come back in a in a fourth season. But it, it, I I think the way this season's turning, it's unlikely. I was a political consultant.
0: Don't don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, okay, sorry. sorry I sorry. watch it. I, I me and my girlfriend love that show. It's a thing. But another show, you you see, that must be make you feel great. You get cast for these good shows, and you get to Budapest.
1: Yeah, no, that was really really exciting. It was odd though in that that show has so many characters and I went over and I just I, the, the, the first episode I did it was kind of a small scene and I thought oh well this is the introductory scene but that, that's basically the size of every scene I did and it was sort of strange it was kind of like god uh, why would they bring me over to do, to do this but they have so many characters that it's difficult to service, uh, service them all
0: true so is there anything else coming up we can see you on soon
1: uh well the tyrant would be uh would be the the thing that's that, that started hasn't it? yeah
0: i think uh it's episode two i think up two or three
1: yeah i show up maybe in five or six something like that
0: i did three of them okay good that's good though, because i always like to see i always say to joanne i'm always like hey look he was just on cooper talk and then it's always, it makes me feel good. I always see, because I get so many character actors, I, I can't go a day without seeing somebody. <laughs> and it's a good feeling, because all all of you guys who've been working, and I always tell people, are all so nice. And you've all had good careers. So you got to be very happy with your career. You've you've, had, you've cut out a good niche for you.
1: I, I have been fortunate, yes. Yes, I absolutely have. You're right, by the way. It's uh, 1256. This did go really fast.
0: I know. See, I, I sit there, everyone says, a lot of times people go, it's an hour, but I you know I do my research, and I just want to make sure, you know, I mean, I bring on people. I like their work, so it's easy for me to talk, and I want to thank you for coming on, Jay, and it was good to uh, talk to you. We've been going back and forth, and, you know, I—, I This
1: is a long, uh, long time in the making. Yeah, well, it happens
0: because the studio I used to record is no longer, so I started recording at home. So now, now uh, do you tweet at all?
1: Uh, I have, yeah, you can find me. I don't, you know, if you send me a message, I'll answer you.
0: And it's at Jay Carnes.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I, yeah,
1: you'll see me. Just
0: you'll look see- look for Jay Carnes, people. So follow him, watch Tyrant, go back in the I go to Zymdb. And it's Carnes with a K, so don't get discouraged and sit there and go back and look at his work and go find his past work. And if you haven't watched the shield, watch the shield and people follow me on Twitter on that Cooper talk. That's at Cooper talk. Also, you can go to my website, coopertalk.net. There's over 530 episodes. You can also email me Cooper, at coopertalk.net. Tell me who you want me to get on the show. I will try. As I said, me and Jay have been going back and forth for probably over a year, but sometimes things work. Also, uh, Words with friends, Cooper Talk One, Instagram, Cooper Talk One. And don't forget my other website, StopTheSalt.com. You know when I had the health problem, uh, I had to change my diet, so I wrote the low sodium cooking uh, cookbook. It's recipes for one. There's no pictures, you won't get intimidated. There's no big long list of ingredients. You don't have cumin, don't worry, you don't need cumin. But you can sit there, you can get it at Barnes and Noble or Amazon. But if you get it from StopTheSalt.com, I will sign it, and I make more money. And That's all it's about. So anyway, people, follow me at Cooper Talk. Look up Jay's work. Watch the Shield if you haven't. Start watching Tyrant because he's probably going to be episode four, five, or six, so you're close. And remember, I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, and I will talk to you guys next week.